Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and we're going to talk more Premier League football, my friend. We've nearly reached the end of the season. We're going to recap match week 36. And some of the topics that we're going to talk about today, um, we are going to reflect a little later in the show about Liverpool and their failure to get, well, to beat Man City's 100 points of a couple of seasons ago. We thought they might go for that. It looks like they haven't gone for that. We're certainly going to talk Leeds United, Robbie, or a giant club, a sleeping giant of a football club that is returning next season to the Premier League. And of course, the main topics and things to talk about is at the bottom of the Premier League with relegation. We'll reflect on some of those games, particularly the one between West Ham and Watford that's just finished. And of course, the top four, Rob, is where we're going to start the show. Um, very, very interesting. It should be a really good race this season to see who finishes in the top four. But of match week 36, Rob, let's start with Tuesday. Yeah. Chelsea beat Norwich 1-0. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody expected a victory for Chelsea, but maybe yeah. people expected a bit of a better performance. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything to worry about, or is it all about the three points, Rob? Um, Chelsea kind of made hard work of it, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, but I think it is a little bit sort of circumstances of playing every two or three days, maybe a bit of rotation with some players. Um, Olivier Giroud getting the goal, which I think is important. He, I kind of feel as though he's moved ahead of Tammy Abraham now and, and where that leads Tammy with Timo Werner coming into the football club as well. We saw um, Ziyech uh, also, has all, I think, already started training or he's around the football club. So I kind of think that Listen, I think Frank will take the point at this point. It uh, wasn't a good performance. They were coming off that defeat against um, Sheffield United when they were really poor, where he, he did publicly say that, that some players are going to have to improve. But it's, um, I just feel as though with, with Chelsea, Frank's got to start to figure some things out. Figure out, you know, what's his system? How's he going to play? What, who, who's who's going to be his best 11 on the big days? Days when... They'll play the big, the big six teams or the teams that they need to impress. I still think there's, it's almost been a year of learning, uh, a year of learning that if they can get Champions League, I still think is, is a big success. Yeah, I think the, uh, the positives for me was the left side of the team. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Alonso, you know, to pick Marcus Alonso as a left back in a back four was, was smart. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't do that in against a really good opponent because. Yeah. There's talk that he can't play in a back four. He loves to get him forward so much that he becomes a bit of a liability defensively. So I think that was a good move. And his understanding with Christian Pulisic, again, I thought was good, Rob, because Norwich really packed it in there defensively. And I'm like sat in the studio thinking, okay, come on then, Chelsea. How are you going to find a way through this very, well, it was a 4-5-1 for Norwich, very compact, very deep. And those switch passes over to Alonso and his, his understanding with Pulisic was the difference. And Pulisic, again, Rob, produces some end product and creates a great cross for Olivier Giroud, who does really well, well, does really well. Does really well to head the ball in. Defensively, Tim Closer, I thought, was was awful as a central defender trying to mark a striker like that. But again, Pulisic's making good decisions, good balls in for moments that Chelsea won the game. I guess we expected him in the second half to go on and dominate possession and, and create a little bit more they didn't. And you're right, Rob. They still 
there's still quite a lot of questions, I would say, about Frank Lampard's Chelsea and how it's going to look in the future and, and what they need and who we're going to see and which players play in certain spots. There's a lot of rotation around there. There's not many players that have definites on the first 11 um, mm. team sheet right now. There really isn't. I mean, Pulisic probably amongst, and Livy Giroud maybe. Yeah. Other than that, it's still he's still looking for... I guess his best formula, which is good when you consider where they are on the league table right now, Rob. They're, they're in the mm. top four and he's still, I feel like he, he, he knows there's more to come from him. Is Jorginho in your first 11 for Chelsea? Not now. It, no, he was. And, and, yeah. and I've, I've, I've really, I like the player. I really mm. like him. Um, it's just his lack of physicality, Rob, is, is mm. kind of uh, physical strength, which is not the main part of his game. Yeah. But he's slow. He's kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to play, again, this goes back to what he wants. If you're going to play with two midfield players alongside him, two number eights, mm-hmm. they're going to get forward and get into the box and move it off his cheek or, or Ross Barkley or Kovacic, whoever it is, Mason Mount. Yeah. That guy might be left on his own a little bit on counterattack situations. And we saw it again in this game mm-hmm. and the previous game um, where he, 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 looks, he looks like he's... He can't. He can't. He can't get across and be physical. I love him as a footballer, uh, but I think you know it's time now in that spot as a one player, as a single kind of pivot, as they say now. I think it's a bit of a struggle when you consider other players at the club. And Golakante's played there now. Yeah. Um, not as good, anywhere near as good as a footballer, as a playmaker, and as a passer as Jorginho. But of course, all importantly, he can do the other stuff much, much better. Uh, Chelsea go to have got the FA Cup this weekend, haven't they? Does Frank really focus on that? Is that, is that important to get that cup competition possibly ahead of top four, you know, to win a trophy? But Champions League has to probably be the priority, doesn't it? Oh, geez. Uh, I think given the squad he's got, Rob, and given <laughs> that his best 11, if you like, can look different, I don't think he has one. So he can probably mix it up enough to go for both of them. And wouldn't it be a Brilliant if he could. I mean, some, obviously, it's tough in the, in the FA Cup now. Just to remind people, Saturday is Arsenal versus Man City. Sunday is United versus Chelsea, both at Wembley Stadium. So, a trophies are trophies. Uh, Man City are going to be flat out for it. But it'd be great for Chelsea um, to win a trophy. I guess if there's a priority, it would be top four. It would be top four. But again, you could play Tammy Abraham. You could play different players in a team. Mason Mount could start. You know, yeah. there, there's Pedro. There's other players. Tam, you know, Reese James. So there's enough rotation there that he can put out strong teams in both competitions. But yeah, top four will be, if there's a certain player that he wants for his, for the most important game, it will be yeah. um, the following Premier League games. So Chelsea um, still obviously yeah. a bit of work to do with, with Frank, but should, should we move on to um, <laughs> Thursday? We got Leicester uh, coming off that sort of strange, ridiculous it's all to Bournemouth, the second half of implosion and collapse, really. Um, mm. So there was a few eyes on, on this game. You know, it was kicking off ahead of Manchester United. People wanted to see what the reaction. But a talk about Brendan Rodgers and this group of players. Um, I thought they reacted quite well, Rob. Um, I have to say, against a Sheffield United team that absolutely didn't turn up in comparison to the Sheffield United we saw against Chelsea. But... Um, I thought it was it was a good response from from Brendan Rodgers, and I particularly like the, the the left back who came into the, to his team, Rob Luke Thomas, I think, nineteen years of age, England international, and there's all this talk about Ben Chilwell might leave the football club. He might have one, but it jumped straight in there. Yeah, it, it, it was a good reaction, and mm. you know that sometimes you, I, there's a bit of a sense that Brendan Rodgers 
just lost just lost the track of the, the, yeah. the players a little bit after the, yeah. the restart, and they've just lost a little bit of mojo, mm-hmm. lost some momentum, and with a result like the Bournemouth result, you, you do think, wow, can you get this back on track? Yeah. I think most people, I think, well, certainly me, I'm not sure what you said now, Rob, most people expect Leicester to be the ones that, that yeah. will drop out of that race for the top four, but this gives them such a shot in the arm that yeah. they can stay there. They've got, a, they've got some tough games, and we'll, we'll talk about the games they've got remaining. But it was a good reaction. Damari Gray comes in, gets his goal. Yeah. Ayuzi Perez is a player that I like, but I just didn't know whether he'd score enough goals in support of yeah. Jamie Vardy for Leicester to stay in those, the top uh, parts of the league all season. Really important goal for him. Uh, and it's a great result. And Sheffield United, you know, and, and I, I'll let you come back at first with Leicester, Rob, but I, I, I do want to get your thought. I just saw the Chris Wilder interview oh, after that wow. game. Oh. Um, let's just finish off for Leicester, Rob, and, and let's yeah. see what their remaining games are and what you think about them. But I, I do want to come on. I, I do want to talk about Chris Wilder for that. Yeah, I, I think that, that, you know, it was a bit of a test for, for Brendan and, and this group. Thought Wes Morgan being back in the team and, and Wes is not maybe as fitting as live as he was back in the day, but it was yeah. an important personality to have around and make sure things were, were done right and people approached it right. And he may have a role to hand. I just I realised he's just signed a, another 12-month uh, contract extension. So mm-hmm. Brendan wants him around the football club, wants him around the dressing room, which I think is important. You, you, you have people like that. Obviously, the, um, the guy who captained the team to the title win. Um, but no, uh, it's about what Leicester have got left, really. I think that's where it becomes sort of important. Spurs and, and Manchester United. Spurs on Sunday, yeah. Is, is, is a huge game. Uh, Spurs have got a little bit of, of their momentum back under Jose. They looks like they're starting to play a little bit more the Jose way. It's not always, always as great to watch, but they're getting the right mm. kind of results. Mm. Uh, so that's a real test, and that's one that, that will set them up either, Rob, to, to possibly be in that top four or not, as the case may be. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm so pleased, mate. You know what it's like when we, we do this. This, mm. this season's obviously different to others, but long season. Yeah. We want something to play for on the last yeah. day of the season. I think we're going to, well, we are going to get it, I think. I know the goal difference is, is kind of tight. Man United, Leicester play Man United at home on yeah. Championship Sunday. So if they beat United, I mean, I'm not going to get into the blimmin' confusing mess, but, but yeah. they got a chance. Yeah. Uh, the Spurs away... You know that it's of course a difficult game, but it's it's a game they can go there and get something. Yeah. You don't know what Jose Spurs is going to turn up. United on the last day, Leicester City now with the confidence from this game, mm-hmm. they will feel that they can do it. They can they can get that top four. I think what's great about the, the, this race is I think they all believe they can get there. United will talk yeah. about the momentum. Um, Chelsea will feel that they've got enough with the rotation, and Leicester have picked things back up. And you have to remember where Leicester were. I think um, I read a stat or. Oh, yesterday that they've, they've not been out of the top four since September yeah they've basically been there for yeah. so for so long and, and the uh, Man City and the Man City thing Rob has just made made our season finish miles better miles better because of one's going to miss out so instead of five yeah. um yeah. Just, just on this game, Robert, we have to talk to you and, and if any of our viewers or, or, or listeners get a chance to, to hear the Chris Wilder interview after this game. This is manager unfiltered, manager transparent, manager, it's a bit old school, Rob, manager giving it to his set of players. And there was something I quite liked about it, whereas we, we see managers who come out, you're kind of the vanilla, soft soaping, don't really tell you what's going on, don't really tell you what they said. Chris Wilder. 
put it all out there for everybody to hear and see. I'm interested, Rob. I'm going to throw it back at you because when I heard it, I immediately thought of you. Yeah. And we've had conversations in the studio, Rob, about about him being harsh. Yeah. And, you, you, you know, you've sort of thought that, you know, some of the players going to be like, hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, we've done pretty well, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's going to be a couple of off days. Mm-hmm. So, to, so your reaction then, I'm, because I'm, I'm thinking that. I didn't like it one bit. Yeah. So you well, tell I, me, before I go on, I want your, your take first. I didn't like it because I thought it was honest. And I thought it was a day when he could do it. Because I think he's been harsh times when they've won a game or not played so bad and he's been he's been in them and on them and, and those are the times as a player I'd think hold on a minute I don't mind getting one of those and we've had a few down the road rollickings from managers when I've been that bad Rob when, when it hasn't when it's not happened on the pitch and whatever I mean there was a few damning things in there that he talked about he went one point where he said they're league one or championship players playing in the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, playing the Premier League, but we've done pretty well. We're, we're sitting in, you know, top of the table and still got a chance for Europe. So we're sitting, okay. But it, it's kind of the man and it's kind of who he is. And I kind of don't mind it on days when I'm bad. I don't want it on days, I don't want all that on days when I think, actually, we haven't done too bad today. And he's still hammering me. Hmm. I, I, I just thought it, another one he chucked in, Rob, part of this was like, you know, they're talking about new contracts and, and wanting this yeah. and that and the other. And I think, that's, I think that's below the belt. Those players have done incredible, Rob. They're yeah. eighth place yeah. in the Premier League right now above Arsenal. Yeah, and yeah. they had a bad day. I don't know mm. if I want my manager being, you know, you know what? Yeah, there's honesty there, Rob. And, and we all want honesty for managers. Of course yeah. we do. And, and it makes great TV. And I'm sure a bit of that, it, it, that interview is him... Wanting to portray Chris correct. Wilder is correct. a guy that, that tells it as it is. Yeah, and correct. yeah, th- th- there's a lot of BS taught by a lot of managers in interviews. Yeah. So yeah. we like that. But mm. it felt forced to me. It didn't feel, it felt like this is a chance I've got to, to, to show everybody what sort of guy I am. We know what sort of guy he is. I don't mm. want him throwing the players under the bus like that and saying they're talking about contracts and they've got to focus on the games. And yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah. I thought he went over the top. I thought he went way over the top. He goes, well, uh, there's a couple of areas that, you know, where I was like, all oh, these guys, uh, they're smart enough when they want contracts. They're smart enough when they want the days off. That's an inference like. And I don't yeah. think you need to do that. But I also think he, he's, he's just kind of letting players know that there's, there's a level of, of what's going to be acceptable. And because you've done well, because we're sitting in the table, don't take that for granted. Don't think that gets you away. And I, I, didn't, mind, I didn't mind the message on a day when they were terrible, by the way. But in the game, they, they just didn't look like they could be bothered. I think they beat Chelsea the week before and they decided that uh, that, was, that was them done. Yeah, that last bit for me, Rob. <laughs> if, it was, if it was a David Moyes, say from a few weeks ago, yeah. With that sort of rant against some of the West Ham players that are on big contracts and they might want to yeah. look, look forward to go away yeah. and flying back to their countries or whatever. But this Sheffield United team, isn't it full of, of really good professionals and good attitudes that yeah. I wouldn't think would be thinking about when's their next vacation time or when they're getting days off or where's my new contract coming? I just, I, 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 I just don't think it's that squad of players. And where they are on the league table and the way that they play the game... Yeah. The performances say they're not. So I just, I just thought, it, I didn't feel good about it. And I, listen, you know me, 
Yeah. And I hope our listeners, I, I love, I love honesty and, honesty and I, and I yeah. love good, good professionals and I, and the importance of being a good professional and doing the right things as a, as a, as a, you know, from day in, day out and every mm. single week, I just felt, felt that was like, well, that's a bit, you know, that, that, that's over the top for me. And, and if I was a player listening to that, I, I would be. Well, that, that, that's going to be for Ian, isn't it? Is he, is he, I think he's cute enough to probably know the right times. The problem that you may have, Rob, if he continues to do that or players lose a little bit of their affection, closeness, relationship, that, that changes. Is, it, is he making it about him? Does that make it about him? Is he getting is he getting a bit above his station and like I'm the boss here and I'm telling everybody about it? Would the players get fed up in that regard? Yeah, they would do. Listen, we've been in dressing rooms and you know at some point you'd be going, hold on a minute, you know, is he all right? But I, I don't sense it. I sense he's smart enough. Listen, he's been with this group from League One. He, he's he's you know brought players through with him. He's played systems. I think he would. I think he's smart enough to know when and not, yeah, uh, the right okay. time to do it. And I, and I yeah. just think he might just have, have got this one up. But but I agree yeah. with you. Can't do that too many times because your relationship yeah. changes and, and football changes. Let's talk about Manchester United, Rob, because um, after what they would feel was a disappointing draw with Southampton, uh, conceding a late goal, they went to Crystal Palace and it's never an easy place to go, certainly with or without fans and, and a Palace team that you're never quite sure and have got players who can cause you problems. Um, it wasn't the most exhilarating Manchester United. It wasn't the, the, the quick flowing, but there, there were moments, I thought there were, there was yeah. nice moments when the passing went into another level, the front, the front three are going to cause you, you, you problems. Rashford uh, came good in this one. Martial maybe was, was the main man in the Southampton game. I thought Marcus Rashford was, was big in, in this game. Scores a goal, assists a goal, and they're getting mm. the, the job done. Yeah, just a couple of things I think this stood out to me. I think the initial struggles... Um, is something that I think United will, they need to, and they will find a way to find their patterns earlier, Rob, and, yeah. their, and their passing better, and to grip older games with, with their possession, uh, because they've got the players to do it, I believe. Yeah. Now, when you, when you see City play, and, and of course, they're much further down the road, and they've been together a long time, and Pep's been here a few years now, they immediately dominate. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you never really say, Oh God, it took, it took City like 30 minutes to get their football going because it's grooved. Mm-hmm. If United are going to get to where they want to be, we know they are d- absolute, ruthless, incredibly efficient counter-attackers. Yeah. And we saw a goal in this game in that regard. And with Rashford and Martial and the passing from Pogba and Bruno Fernandes, that's without doubt. It's just in other games, mm-hmm. get, let, let, strangle your opponents with possession and yeah. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be sat there looking at my TV thinking, oh, you know, and United fans might be a little frustrated. Come on, we, 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 we're miles back than Crystal Palace. Let's show that possession. Let's be a little bit crisper on the passing. Let's force them back and then we'll find ways to hurt them as well as being able to play on a counter-attack. So that, of course, it, it, it took a little bit of time to come. It yeah. did come. And some of the football, when they, when they speed it up around the box, yeah. you said it, I, I didn't need to say it again, is special. They've got talented players up there that can combine and hurt anybody. That was that was great to watch. I was a little bit disappointed in Scott McTominay, I have to say. Uh, yeah. He came in and, and just looked a little bit stodgy and his passing wasn't sharp. And, you know, I thought they missed uh, Matic in there. who yeah, gets off a bit quicker, who, who leads that line. You can He's going to help with that passing, Rob. I'm just talking right. about it. He's going to help yeah. with that better. Yeah. And Scott McTominay's 
you know, he hasn't played as many games and probably a bit disappointed, but when opportunities come, he's got to, you know, get back onto it because he's going to have an important role to play in the future, whether it's with Matic, when Matic doesn't play, when they play, you know, teams that are going to have more possession, they have to put an extra body in there. He's, he's, he's going to have a, a big part to play in, in things going forward. Marcus, um, sorry, Mason Greenwood just gone off the boil a little bit. Yeah, um, I wondered about that. Help, you know, two Alex Ferguson days, Musty. He used to dip them in and dip them out. Yes. And, yeah. And is, is Greenwood possibly coming to a dip out little Probably. game or two? Yeah. I mean, it's so uh, tempting to play him, Rob, because yeah. of what he can do. But you're right. Um, but just this point in the season, they've got the FA Cup games at the weekend, yeah. a game at the weekend. You know, maybe, maybe they dipped them out then. But, that, mm-hmm. but that's something that's, that's natural and he's been hyped up a lot. And he'll find games going forward when he gets a little bit more experience. I want to quickly talk about Martial again, Rob, because I know you, you, you picked out Marcus Rashford in the broadcast yeah. and how he stepped up. I, and, and I think he has stepped up in general this season, Marcus Rashford. But Martial, particularly since the, the um, restart, mm. I mean, he looks a different player, Rob. No, yeah. Not only positionally, being closer to the goal and being more hungry for goals, but apparently, uh, listening to this manager... And watching him play, his physicality's got better. Yeah, yeah. He's working harder. I looked, I noticed that many times where he starts to press as a number nine. It's almost like the manager said to him, Listen, modern day football, you, you're important in terms of winning the ball back and adding pressure on people. He's doing that great. He's yeah. cer- he certainly, his goal that he took with a lovely little bit of football, he, I, and I thought, Go on then. And he was determined to finish that into the corner, which he did. Unfortunately, Van Aanhal got, got hurt in that uh, challenge. Looks a real nasty one. Mm. Um, but I just think Martial, I remember saying, Rob, probably th- maybe three months, three, four months ago, mm. that I've seen Rashford take it to another level. Can yeah. Martial do it? Yeah. And he's doing it. He, he, and uh, I've always liked him, but I've always had that concern. That is he a consistent, can he be a consistent striker scoring goals? Yeah. Well, the last few weeks, we're starting to see that maybe he can be that guy that's going to get you 20 goals mm. a season. Okay, what what they've got as well is this healthy competition between the two of them. They they get you know they score, they help each other out. They they've got something going on. The thing I would say more, most that I've seen with that Anthony Martial, he looks as happy as I've seen him. He yeah. Happy he can have, and I know different players have different styles, and we've played them all. Some look a bit moody, even though they're happy. He looks like he's enjoying playing at the moment. He looks like he's enjoying scoring. He looks like he's enjoying working hard, as you say, maybe being the press. I think, all, again, Ollie maybe has to take a bit of credit here because he's probably just changed and said, you're the man, you know. You're the man. You're the number nine yeah. at Manchester United. And it might just have pumped his chest up and it might just have given him something more to, um, you know, to, to, to consider. And, and they're getting the best out of him. Mm. Yeah, just last point for, for me on United. You know, we talk about that front four and if you could throw in Pogba as, as difference-maker players, the five of them, mm. it's kind of nice when a different player can step up each time. Yeah. You know, Fernandes did it for a long period of time. He didn't have a, he didn't have a, a brilliant Quite. game. Made some good... In, but, you know, Greenwood, of course, scoring his goals in the other game. But Martial, yeah. Rashford, they got, they got lots of parts that can step up and do something special. And that's so beneficial in a long season that each play, one it's not the, the reliance is on one or two players to do something great every game they've got plenty of good yeah. attacking players I mean we'll see in the future about defensively and team balance and finding yeah. those possession mm-hmm. uh, patterns and stuff that I talked about at the start but it's still exciting and they're going to be right in there as a, as a great team to watch in the FA Cup of course in the last two games from the Premier League as well The other thing I'm just going to say as well just before we, we, we switch attention to the relegation David De Gea by the way 
Let's just show him these game up a little bit. Last few few games, Rob, he's come up with some big saves at big moments. He saved one with his feet from Zaha going through. He went, he got one, and Milivojevic is putting one in the top corner just first half. He just looks like he's got that spring back in his step again, which is only good is only good news. There, there was, I don't know whether you saw it, Rob. There's a new story that I read yesterday that his goalkeeping coach, yeah, yeah, from Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Was has been coaching him, and there was a bit of a fallout about a contract renegotiation. I, you know, I don't know what's that all about. Yeah. I haven't read. There's, there's mm-hmm. not that much details around. Something like a personal relationship with a goalkeeping coach is really important. Maybe change. that, maybe that wasn't quite right. Yeah. And now he's gone. Maybe it's just yeah, and yeah, focused him again. Happen, listen, personal relationships play a big part in what happens out on the pitch, and mm-hmm. certainly looks happier and sharper. And Manchester United need him in good form if they're gonna. Get to to the top where they want to be. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Let's move tapped, yeah. my friend, down to the other end of the table. We'd love to be talking about European football and FA Cups, but they're talking about staying in the Premier League. Um, big game that we've just seen, really. This was probably the crucial game of match week 36 when yeah. we talk about West Ham United and uh, Watford. Um, wow, Robin Mustard. I mean, you weren't, you weren't obviously on the broadcast, but what a start by. I watched it. What a start by West Ham. Like, how impressed with West Ham, how disappointed with Watford? Yeah, listen, uh, I think the note I made was that, that, that one team played like it was a big game and one team yeah. didn't at the start. I mean, I think you phrased it slightly differently in the broadcast. I, I couldn't believe the, the lack of hunger from Watford, the lack of wanting to meet fire with fire. West Ham played like it meant something. Yeah. It played like it was a proper game. Like the, the, the stadium was full of fans. That their their livelihood, their career was on the, the in this game, yeah. and that's yeah. what we saw. And they wiped what they just destroyed Watford early on with those goals. And the same players mm. keep keep stepping up. Now, yeah. Mikel Antonio, it's mm. not it's not rocket science. He has, and I'm not going to say single handedly kept them up, but he has been such a big time important player. Rob. I mean. Uh, Chuck Tim is a centre-forward, really. I mean, he's a wide player or midfield player. I mean, Chuck Tim, because Allaire got injured and wasn't really scoring goals, yeah. and there's been, I mean, seven Premier League goals he's got now since restart more than any other player. I mean, Mikel Antonio. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be disrespectful to him, Rob, but the, his biggest attribute, and it's a compliment, 
is his heart and his endeavour. He never gives. He's, he's got more than that, Rob. No, I'm, I'm not saying he's got more. Than, he's not got more than that because I wouldn't say there's plenty of footballers, Premier League footballers. But the thing that makes him different is he never gives anything up. Yeah, okay. that's what makes yeah. him different. He, he's a Premier League footballer who never. There's plenty of Premier League. Look at Fernells on the other side, Rob, who, who's got all the ability in the world. I would have dragged him off at the start of the second half because I'm saying it's not going to be Fennell's kind of game. They're going to have to defend a little bit. And eventually he did. And, and he put Antonio there because he trusts him. And he still know he'd do a job for him there. That's the biggest mm-hmm. problem. If West Ham had 11 Antonios, they'd, they'd be top 10. They've, they've made a lot of signings, Rob. Um, a lot of bad ones, but some good ones. Yeah. Jared Bowen. Mm. Yeah, is a very, very good signing from the championship. Yeah. It cost him a lot of money. He can't remember the fee now, but it's big fee. Yeah. He's playing on that right-hand side. He looks like he's enjoying playing in the Premier yeah. League. Um, such, a, I mean, you talk about Fornells. You could talk about Manuel Lanzini, Felipe yeah. Anderson, players yeah. that have just not done it. And fair play to David Moyes. Yeah. You know, he's kind of, he's really changed his team and, and the culture around it. And the signing of Thomas Suchek that came in in January from Slavia Prague, I think, oh, yeah. on loan to the end of the season with, with a view to a permanent signing. I think there's a deal that's, that's going to get done. What an impact he's had, Rob, from oh. centre midfield. Both ends of the pitch, must be. Yeah. Effects games. Effects yeah. game. I just, just I, I mean, from his goals, from his, his dominance, from his size, from his yeah. physicality, that midfield too, you pair him with Declan Rice now, yeah. they got a good understanding. He first off, ran all over him. Yeah. Before I couldn't, couldn't live with him. He's a good yeah. side. He's technically not bad. He's got a good eye for goal. He knows how to balance and tactically where he's got to be. I was trying to say to... I was thinking about who is he. And I say, he's a more possibly technical Marwan Fellaini. Can yeah. affect a game. He's yeah. going to affect a game. In the opposition box, he can score. And in your box, he'll defend. And he can affect a game, Rob. I'm telling you, I'm telling you one thing. As a central midfield player, I wouldn't want to mark him. No, nah, no. Nah. Because he's going to win second balls. Any, any second balls, he's, he's yeah. tall. He's going to win ball. He's going to make those runs into the box. That's a nightmare for, yeah. for, for, for somebody like me to pick up or any midfield player to pick up. He's, he's done a great job. And, and fair play to David Moyes, Robbio. And I want to get your... We kind of differed a little bit about this appointment. And it's not been great, David Moyes. Uh-huh. But again, West Ham, late manager calls... Yeah, late signings have yeah. just managed to do it again. They they yeah. they, they yeah. seem to many times. Yeah, and, and you know we'll have another year, and I suppose the question will be, will he just be able to do it again? And and where we've differed, Rob, and 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 I and I can I'll stick by my point, and it looks like he's done a good job and kept them up. Was with the group of players, and I'll say it again, I don't think David Moyes was mm-hmm. the right fit. Now, what David Moyes has done well, and you, and you point the point is, those that are not great fit for him. And not in the yeah. team. You haven't played them. They're all more of a David Moyes type of fit. All in the team. And Mikel Antonio's goals and Suchak and Rice and Noble. Who, you know, Mark Noble, 500 Premier League games. We should just give 500 yeah. games uh, all competitions. Mm. We should just give him a mention the tip of the hat. But if West Ham were where they should be, Mark Noble should be having a real challenge to be playing every week. Yet, mm. you, in a big game like today, you need Mark Noble in your team. Mm. Yeah, you do, and his impact is huge. Um, I just think going forward, Rob, and just go, throwing back to David Moyes, yeah. I don't think there's any guarantees for next season. Given the squad, yeah. 
yeah. and given the club and he had this last time to be fair yeah. you know it sounds really harsh and, and and they they always want something better than David Moyes they want a different style of football that fans are going to enjoy more the West Ham way where do they go Rob are they going to change their, are they going to stick with Moyes and change their policy or are they going to say you know what David thank you so much again but we do want to start afresh and try somebody you know, else. West Ham, as I know West Ham, I think they'll say, thanks, David, here's 12 months' money. We're going down a different route. As yeah. <laughs> and we know what's going to happen. Nine months later, he's going to get a phone call. <laughs> he's going to save him. I mean, you know, illusions of grandeur and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, either back the guy, give him some money, let him, you know, sort out a squad that's going to work for him, or go... Decide if you're going to go another way, but but back something and stay with it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, it would be incredibly harsh, but I think I think that will happen. And, and listen, the, the goal difference still isn't—they're not secured up yet. No, no, but, no. but more more they're more practically up. So well done, David Moyes. It looks like West Ham. Wow. I mean, I thought West Ham would have, were going to have a, such a better season than this. Mm, is yeah. they are going to be in the Premier League for next season? Just quickly, switch to, to to Watford, Rob. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just quickly before we move on. Mm. Can they recover? It's a good question. Um, you know, I think we both understand that. Listen, when you're 3-0 down, it's kind of not, wouldn't say easier, but you're freer then. The opposition maybe drop off, you have more play. So I'm not taking too much from... There was a better second-half reaction. It was more like how you'd want to see Watford. They've got mm. Manchester City, they've got Arsenal, Rob. If they play in with that kind of thing... that especially the forwards in both those teams, they're going to get beat. They may, they may not get another point, Watford. Well, they might not need one yet. We'll, we'll get onto the other teams as well, but they've got 34 points right now. That's, um, not, a good, that's not a good look when you only stayed up because the others haven't, haven't been good enough. And, yeah. and you know, they, they've had it in their hands and that's going to be the disappointment. Now, now for Nigel, Nigel Pearson, you know him better than most. I think he, move, he has to move on, Rob. There's still six points at stake and, and games to be played. I, I don't think you can dwell on this one too long. I think mm. he hammered them at half-time, it was obvious. They were out nearly five minutes before West Ham came out. It was ridiculous how long they were out. He's obviously had his say. I think he'll have a say in the morning, and I think they'll move on. I, I don't think I've seen Big Nige as fired up mm. as he was afterwards in the interview. He, he absolutely plays down interviews he turns into a different character that's very calm talks very slowly kind of looks one way and the other way and, and and composes himself because he's got in trouble before we know that in the Premier League some of the interviews this was Nige fired up I, yes. I know it I can see the anger mm. that the way his team played in that first half um but you're right he can't go in there going crazy he's got to, he's got to cajole them get them back on track for two really difficult games. And, and, and there might be the same philosophy, Rob. It might be like, you know what? Yeah. Let's, let's figure out a little philosophy that will apply to both games. Defensively strong. We'll play a little bit of pace on the, the wings to get maybe some counter-attacks against City and Arsenal. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, they might need something from those two games. Mm -hmm. And he's got to make sure that they do everything they can to get something. It might be a you know, counter-attacking goal in the last day on Sunday. Again, it looks like it's going to be a pretty exciting Sunday with a yeah. big table concern. Yeah, yeah. Aston Villa, oh, Aston Villa, yeah, yeah. Uh, get themselves one nil up uh, as we can't concert. Should have been two up. Then sure, Al Ghazi somehow puts the ball over. Brilliant ball in from Jack Grealish that somehow he, he puts over the top. So anyway, one nil. We, we're getting to eighty odd minutes of the game, and then um, Cabot Louis misses with it with a decent half chance in the box, 
And then late on, three minutes to go, Theo Walcott gets a free header on the four post. Ponsa can do no more than send over the line. And all of a sudden, from three points and, and you're starting to think about what, what, what's coming, a point, Rob, just, just is going to be so disappointing for Dean Smith and his group again. I mean, how yeah. many times has this happened during the course of the season? Yeah, uh, and it's, it's, it's the main problem, of course, at Villa defensively. And it's funny because I tweeted out, I saw that, you know, I watched the game and the, and the goal goes in. I was watching this game more than the other one, the Leicester City-Sheffield United yeah. game. And, I, and I'm tweeted, wow. Because they play good football, Villa, Rob. They play good football. You watch them against Everton, they're like, they look the better side. Their build-up play and their mid, the, middle, you know, the middle third of the, of yeah, the field, yeah. they, they do some nice stuff. Mm. Um, and then the goal but goes in. Think, oh, finally. It's a problem. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I know. I know. That, that's, I know it is. I know it is. But what I'm saying is that when you watch them play, yeah, yeah. they are expansive mm. and they can fool you a little bit. And you make, and, and, and um, again, Dean Smith has said, you know, we, we look the better side today. It almost feels, I think he feels that his, his team can play as good a football as most of the other teams, certainly in the bottom half of the table, but it's the two boxes that matter. And I tweet out, like just after he scored Konza, wow, that's a huge goal for Aston Villa. Can yeah. they hold on? Of course, you know, before nothing, I get a few replies, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden the goal goes in, nope, nope, and you knew that and all this kind of stuff. It, it's, that's been the, the problem. They can't, Rob, and... and doesn't every team have to have the ability to, as we call it, shut up shop? Yeah, yeah. Shut up shop. Yeah, let the opposition have the ball. You're not scoring. It's clean. It's, if you it's, can't do that... You're in, tr- you're in trouble, mate, in this. That means that you've got to possess the ball to defend and you've got to be on the front foot. You've got to force your opponents back all the time. It takes and try the dimension away from you and it takes the confidence from your group. There were times we went into, excuse the phrase, but lockdown. We'd say, done, game done. Yeah. Shut shot. We'll take clean now we've got our goal happy days yeah there's been so many games Rob where yeah. I think was it, I get confused about the games we've had now but the last game I think Rebecca asked me what should they do in the second half yeah. they, were, they were leading in the game before I don't know what it was um, and I said defend 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 see out see out the 1-0 yeah, they did yeah. the winning 1-0 mm. defend and they didn't to be fair right Chelsea Oh, who was it? The last. Well, they've had the, they've had, they've conceded sixteen goals in the last fifteen minutes of games. The most. It was Palace. It was Pal- Palace at home. The the last but one. Palace at home. Yeah. They're one oh. nil up, oh, and I'm yeah. saying defend, 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 defend. Well, they didn't defend. They went on the front foot and they attacked. And they attacked. And they scored again. I'm like, yeah. wow, okay, and it worked. And fair play to it, Rob. But they got to know when to defend sometimes, and when to maybe make some changes to to block it up. Um, to try and secure points, you know, it's what is it? It's like sixty. The, the, the goals against for them is sixty-six. Rob, 66. And Norwich City, oh, Norwich City, 68, sixty-eight. Yeah, just yeah, two more. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it tells so, you that story. If you're going to see that amount of goals, you're going to struggle to stay up. So, to me, so let's move on to, to Bournemouth yeah. because um, great win against Leicester that, that will no doubt give them hope. Uh, draw against Spurs before that, so four points from two. And then they, they come up against Manchester City and you're thinking, well, this could get ugly. It didn't. They stayed in the game. They had chances. I threw, but at one point, they, they were out shooting Manchester City in the game. And when you talk about that, that football, I just got the sense over the last week, some of that football's coming back to Bournemouth a little bit. Again, both... Unfortunately, in both penalty boxes, things are not quite where they should be. No, I mean, it's uh, listen, the, the results that they've had, um, 
the Leicester City result. And this is always going to be a difficult match. But I, I read some quotes on, uh, from him afterwards, and, and he was really pleased, Rob, with the performance yeah. and the way that they yeah. played. Uh, and now they've got to take that forward. I mean, they, they, they've, they've got to do something in the league table right now. Yeah. Man City was never going to be... No, it wasn't one you think in a point, really, is it? No, no. And their remaining matches, they, they host Southampton on Everton. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you beat well, Southampton. Got, yeah. you, you, you give yourself a chance, don't you? You know, how are Everton going to be? Are they going to be that motivated? You know, yeah. could you go into that last game and, and nick three points and all of a sudden put somebody else under pressure? They need a, they need a result against their South Coast rivals, yeah. Robbie yeah. And, and you need to deal with Daniel Ings. Yeah, and, and just the... You know, we know that Southampton don't consider Bournemouth being yeah. a rival. They're yeah. very close in terms mm. of distance on the south coast there, but they haven't been in the Premier League uh, for, for anywhere near the amount of time Southampton have or yeah. been in the top flight, maybe I should say. Um, but they can put them away. They, yeah. they, they can, they can be, you know, uh, almost secure their relegation with a victory against Bournemouth on Sunday. If, if, if Bournemouth can go into the... They'd love to go into the last game, Bournemouth. At, at Everton needing to win. Yeah. That's not, the yeah. Worst, that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so tight down there. Um, but there are two games that are not awful. It's no. just... It's going to be, we'll you say. know, you, you talked about these teams and you let's, let's talk about Villa. Um, their games, they, they've got... Arsenal on Tuesday. Yeah, let's have a look. Game, and then obviously that big one that we talked about, possibly West Ham United at West Ham on the last day of the season when West Ham looked like they'll be pretty much safe by, by that time. But Villa could need to go to London Stadium and win to stay in it. Mm. Who do you think has got more chance, Rob, of, of making it out, which will be a pretty blimmin' fantastic escape this late when you're three points behind, behind Watford? Do you know what Bournemouth need? They need to refine Callum Wilson. They need to somehow... Find... The last few days, I think he started on the bench uh, recently where Eddie Howe just said he, you know, he, he hasn't quite been on form and, and not been that. He was suspended for a few games. He got 10 yellow cards, which is a bit weird for a centre-forward. Mm. He's got eight Premier League goals and been stuck on that while and he snatched it a couple of chances that came his way at Man City. If they could get the firing Callum Wilson back... For but we've been saying that for ages, Rob, haven't we? No, Rob, we're saying it for we, just, we need a kickstart. Don't we? we need something that kickstarts him. And if he, you know, if, they, if he plays well against Southampton, create chances to score. He can score goals against Everton and give them a chance of staying up. They, they've got to find the goal somewhere. I think, I think it's, it's so tight down there, Rob. And, and we're, you know, I just hope that everything goes to the last day and that we can be ready for a brilliant last yeah. day with plenty of drama and plenty of... Um, thrills and spills in that last day now talking about thrills and spills and let's mm. move it on Rob to a new team that's going to come into the Premier League uh, next yes, season sir. we just found out today that Leeds United uh, have made it back into the Premier League um, gosh they've been out a long time um, I think it's years. our job 16, 16 years, years is it I think it's the I think he might be the 15th manager yeah to try and get them back that's no. how desperate this football club has been different owners yeah. The ownership seems pretty settled right now. Uh, um, Marcelo Bielsa is the coach of Leeds United. Let's just yeah. try and, you know, tell people that are listening to this, Rob, or watching it about yeah. Leeds United and why it's a big deal when they get promoted to the Premier League. Well, the thing I always say to people, and people ask me about Leeds and what's the big thing about Leeds, and I say Leeds versus any team 
in the Premier League is a big game. Leeds versus the top six teams are huge games. Leeds Manchester United, Leeds Chelsea, Leeds Arsenal. I mean, those are are classic games. This is a football club where Leeds reminds me a little bit of Newcastle. If you walk around Leeds City Centre, everyone's got a Leeds United shirt. You don't get Manchester United shirts. You don't get Arsenal shirts. You don't get Real Madrid and Barcelona shirts. Everybody wears Leeds United shirts. It's, it's a one club that went when, it, when it's flowing. It was a brilliant football uh, stadium to play at, Ellen Road. The fans definitely got involved with part of, of the uh, occasion. And they've had some brilliant teams and some brilliant players, Rob. Some of, mm-hmm. like, the best in, in, in English football. Mm-hmm. And so to get a giant like that back, there's a smile on my face mm-hmm. because... The Premier League misses Leeds and the Premier League yeah. will be better for Leeds United. Oh, yeah, much, much better. Much, much better. I mean, they, you know, just a little bit of history. The early 70s, Rob, were at their oh, best. Dominated. They won the top flight title three times. So they've been champions yeah. of, the, of this lot before. They've won mm-hmm. the FA Cup, I think, once, a couple of League Cups. They've gone long, long way in European competition. Remember the Champions League? Uh, when, when was that? Runners up, runners up, 74, 75. Yeah, and they had a they had a they had a recent run. Champions League with uh, David O'Leary. Yeah, they had, a, they had a, and they spent a ton of money on players. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Keane, so, Viduka, all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I have a I have a bad memory at Leeds because we got relegated at Leeds United one year. Rob, it was the last game of the season, I think it was, and when we got relegated at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, but what a great place to play football. What great teams have had. Harry Cool, I thought was a brilliant. When we yeah. played against Leeds yeah, 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 in the Premier League era, probably. what a good player he was. Gary Speed, of course, bled, bled, God yeah. bless his soul. David Batty. Yeah, they, they've had a lot of good players. Yeah. Big club. And in manager in Marcelo Bielsa, the, oh, I mean, he, talk he about be, personality. He's going to be fun. He's an Argentinian Mourinho. Well, let me just chuck in two stories. <laughs> I think from last season. Um, one yeah. story, he got done yeah. for, for organising spying on the opponents. Derby. It was Derby City. It was Derby County. Or Derby County, sorry, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that was like, when you read it, it's like, wow, that's yeah. kind of a big deal, big story. He sent and a spy kind of to watch him okay, play. Wasn't it? He, he didn't really want to apologise. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's what we do. That's what I do. Yeah, this, the rules are different in this country. I won't do it anymore. And then the other one, Rob, is when he let a team score against his team. Yeah, yeah. He let a team in, in a game. Forest, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Is it Forest or was it? Um, it was. Uh, I, I'm not sure the opponent was. Yeah. But Leeds scored a goal that w- yeah. wasn't really right. The ball should have been kicked yeah. out or whatever. There was controversy about it. Everybody went crazy about it. Leeds scored, and then he just said, "You know what? Like, let yeah. them score a goal because yeah. it, oh, that wasn't really right." Yeah. And he let whoever it was, was it mm. Forrest? Uh, not Forrest. Forrest. I'm not sure. At the time, yeah. He let them go up the other end and, and roll debate, the ball wasn't into... it? People were saying, like, is that okay? Is, that, is, that, is he okay to do that? <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. pure sportsmanship. Yeah. And, and this guy, so from, from one end of sportsmanship to the other end of it, he's a character. <laughs> he plays brilliant football. I remember um, covering his athletic Bilbao team in La Liga, and Bilbao were a long ball team. He went yeah. in there, Rob. And Herrera was part of this team. Under Herrera, that went to yeah, United. Yeah, he had a good and, team. And they, they turned into this silky, lovely footballing side. I thought to Bill Bow and did brilliant in La Liga that nobody's seen before at that football yeah. club. He's been national team with Chile. He curated a beautiful team, uh, Chile playing lovely football again. Argentinian manager as well. 
I mean, it, it, he's, a, he's a colourful character that we know some of the Premier League managers have, have, have yeah. taken as a mentor yeah. about yeah. how he does it, how he coaches. People. He's the most passionate, detailed, eccentric, crazy football manager on the planet. And the Premier League's going to be a better place when he's We're going to love him. We're going to love him. It was Aston yeah, Villa love the team who he allowed to score in the championship. It was Aston Villa. Okay, yeah. yeah. It yeah, it's last season. Last season. Yeah, so it must have even been Dean Smith who was in charge. But yeah, crazy guy, but it's going to bring some some crazy highlights to the Premier League. And we welcome them and, and look forward Brilliant. to Leeds United in, in the Premier League. Bit of a chat mm. for else comes up now. West Bromwich Albion, a bit of pressure under mm. them. Brentford are fighting and then those in, in the uh, playoffs as well. So exciting yeah. time to, to come for them, Rob. Just... Um, Want to finish up on, on the podcast? Just just want to finish with Liverpool. You know, it's champions, and, and we've marvelled at, at a lot of great things that have happened uh, for this football club. But is there a, a, a little sense of hint of disappointment, Rob, since restart and they've got the title that it's not quite finished as maybe we would like, they would have liked. And that's where the disappointment is, and it ends there. I mean, nothing, nothing will take away how good they've been in my memory, Rob. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I do have strong memories of champions and I, I remember them and I make sure I remember what made them great. And I remember what made Liverpool great this season. It's been magnificent. 30-year wait and all that. We know how important it is for the football club yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to be back at the top of English football and how it improves the Premier League and how, and how, how much closer they are to United with yeah. those top-flight titles. Um, I, I would have liked them to, to go at it a bit more aggressively trying to win yeah. the... the, the the record would have been the Centurion record, the 100 points yeah, that Man the City got points. a couple of seasons yeah. ago. They could have got the wins, couldn't they? That would have been 32 as well for City. That yeah. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Rob, but yeah. I was chatting with our producer, Jorge, and he sort of said about, is it, is it a different culture in England or in Europe in terms of records? Do, yeah. do we? And I think it is a different culture. I know yeah. in, in America that stats and numbers are, are very yeah. much more celebrated and studied yeah. Than, yeah. than in European football, where I think it's like, who wins the trophies? Who won the league title? The European stuff, more than numbers of, of points or numbers yeah. of wins or whatever. Is that, has he got a point? Well, yeah, he has got a point. But, but I would also say things like the Invincibles, Rob, are held in great esteem. You know, yeah. that record. And, and, and where I'm, I'm slightly, where I just am a little disappointed, I have to say. And again, I want to marvel at what they've done, how they've done it, the, the amount of points, you know, based off what they did last season, all that. I want to give a huge credit and, and clock in the group. But it seems to be a thought, and, and it may be correct thought, that, you know, Liverpool have won this one and then, you know, how many more are they going to win? People are saying, what if they don't win another one for the next 10 years, 15 years? You could have had one that was remembered and special. Yes, it's going to be special. Yes, they'll say, oh, they won one 30 years ago. But let's not take anything for granted, Rob, that mm. two, three, four more are going to come. You mm. could have made... Over 100 points, the, the highest points, the most wins, possibly uh, the biggest margin um, of winning. Those are things that will mean something down the line. Now, if you win another 10 in the next 12 years, maybe not. But if you don't, you know, mm. it, it starts to mean something. And, it, I mean, I know that he's rotated in a few of the younger players. Yeah. But this yeah. game was a, was a pretty strong... I mean, mm. it was a very, very strong side. Doesn't it just prove that when you're not quite the difference of that little edge yeah, of yeah. when you when you know you're on something special, when you're going yeah. for, for, for a title and those key moments, those big games, you get a little extra 
couple of percent that makes a difference. And when that's not there, it does make a difference defensively, uh, particularly. Um, were Alisson and Virgil van, van Dijk yeah. cocky? They look cocky to me. Yeah, I thought it was a cocky, been, cocky performances. They've been the difference makers. They were the guys yeah. who came in last who, who helped create what we've seen. Just, over just this game, Rob. Of course, I'm not, I'm not yeah. talking yeah, generally. I know, but but just that, in this that game. That was the, the kind of ironic thing about it. The two guys who have changed the attitude, who have made them safe. It's just when you're not on, Rob. It's just when you're off. And, and Lee Dixon, in fairness, has continued to say it. So in my mind, when, I, when they won titles at Arsenal and they've got a few games left, he says, you go out with all the intentions, but it drops off after 10 or 15 minutes. And I think that's what we're seeing. Mm. You know, of course, we, we've never won titles, so we can't talk about that. But it just looks to me like mm. it's just a bit less. And, and if Liverpool had to beat Arsenal to win the title, Liverpool, it would have been a different Liverpool. It wouldn't yeah. have been the, 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 the sloppy Van Dijk and the sloppy Allison. That's just that human nature thing that I don't think you can, you can affect. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I noticed um, when, before Alisson made that, that ball out, yeah. that was a mistake. Yeah. A few minutes earlier, he tried a clever, he clipped one. He yeah. clipped one. Yeah. And I thought, and it was like, wow, yeah. that, just a little bit of mm. touch of arrogance. Remember when he first joined the club, Rob, and he did try yeah, a little bit caught, of flick yeah, and yeah. Klopp stamped down him straight away. It's almost like that little, that little mm. part of him just popped up again, yeah. whereas a little bit of swagger and a bit of confidence. And you're right, mate. If they'd have had to win this game for the title, I'm sure it would have been very different. And, you know, we'll see what, need, what will happen in the summer, whether there's new players to freshen up or whether yeah. there isn't, and whether this group again is unaffected by this this last this you know the last eight or nine games yeah. and can go again for next season his manager I just thought Klopp looked he looked angry like he's, yeah he did didn't he I thought he hit it quite quite well yeah. but I thought he, he seemed more angry with this one than he did at the Man City one yeah yeah I thought it, it, this was a bit like this isn't us this isn't yeah yeah that's right. Yeah, I agree. So, but Arsenal's point of view, Rob, a good victory for them to beat the champions two yeah. one. Um, should should Arsenal fans really enjoy this and and take heart from this performance, or was it just a couple of mistakes? They capitalised. Fair play to them, mm. and there's still a lot of work to do. There's, I'd take a little bit more to be honest, Rob. Must on Liverpool were trying second half. I saw some last ditch defending, but. I quite liked it. I saw a little bit more commitment. These the, the, the goal threat, as we know in this Arsenal team, the high press at times, a little bit of hunger. I like what I, I, I'm seeing with Arteta. It's going to take time. There's, there's no rush. If, if, if Arsenal fans can almost think of where Arteta is now, where Klopp was five years ago, I'm not saying they're going to go on the same path with the same kind of ownership and money, but... Mm. There's, there's things to look forward to, I believe. Yeah, I, um, again, it's always interesting to listen to the managers. And Arteta afterwards, part of his quote had said, the gap between these two teams is enormous. Yeah. Um, and he also, I think he answered a question I like... have a question about finances. And right, that's what I'm is, saying. Really and he, he, he sounded a bit concerned about it, didn't we'll he? We'll need the finances if we're going to you know, be able to... to to match that that level of football, and it was a bit like, well, he doesn't know if he's going to get that kind of budget. yeah, which is a little worrying. You know, yeah, that's what Arsenal fans, you know, they know there's got to be a lot of uh, rebuilding at the football club. 
the manager, the ownership's got to be on board and they've got to be excited to get them better and to bring him some new players and get their recruitment sorted. So that, that will be a cause for concern for Arteta. There's no question he's the right man doing a really good job. He's got the respect of everybody. It's interesting because Lee Dixon's got friends, of course, still at Arsenal. Yeah. And when you hear him reporting mm. back about how good training is yeah, and how yeah. much the players are on board, that's, that's important. That's really important. Um, and that's the first stage of having the respect to move forward and to grow the club and to improve the team. But he is going to need the ownership. He is going to need directors of footballs, edus and other people to, to go along with him to improve this club. Um, that's the key thing now. And, uh, you know, there's been strides made by Arsenal over recent weeks. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, they're still ninth, they're still a ways off, but, yeah. but at least the players are on board and there's some good players there that, that are going to be around for a few years. Absolutely. And uh, as you say, Spurs, uh, Arsenal fans are going to want some backing for the manager because he's a decent manager, some good young players, but... Mm. They are still, as you say, a big distance away from Liverpool and Manchester City. Listen, mate, we're going to wrap it up there, match week 36. We've got a race at the top for Champions League, two for three. We've got a race at the bottom, two for three, going down with knowledge. It's happening both ends of the table. We're getting down to the business end of Project Restart. We're going to jump on a podcast on Sunday. We'll do a quick one on Sunday, July the 19th. There's a handful of Premier League games there. Spurs obviously play Leicester and Bournemouth play, obviously. An important game for them. And then we'll look back at those two FA Cup semi-finals. Man City facing Arsenal and Manchester United taking on Chelsea. Because, you know, that, that has uh, two big games with four big teams contesting in that one. Uh, but for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Stay healthy and stay safe. Well done, Leeds United. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.